Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, he is a Sonic Heroes speedrunner by day and a Persona player by night, Freefall. <laughs> What's up? Glad to be Hello. back. <laughs> Glad to have you back. First, thank you for uh, saying yes to a, a, probably uh, one of the few last minutes of like you know week of booking and getting you on. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, you gave me a few days. That's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. True. Very true. Uh, how you been? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, streaming a lot lately. Um, Life's been kind of hectic, but um, that's been like my my one constant is just being able to stream at nights, and it's been really nice. And yeah, still playing a lot of Heroes and a lot of SA2 lately, which we'll get into later. But yeah, life's been okay. Not awesome. too bad. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think uh, we should kick things off with our headline of the week. And boy, do we got a doozy of a headline this week. <laughs> it's a pretty big one. So first, if you didn't know this already, in Poland, they had a real-life witcher school. Like the video game witcher. There was a school where you could be a witcher. For <laughs> Is this for children or for adults? I think both. It's uh, So it had a license by CD Projekt Red for the witcher. Well, they had that license recently pulled by CD Projekt Red. A move that the organization's co-founders claim is related to a former staff member's employment by the ultra-conservative organization Ordo Luris. So, mm. Five Elements, which is what the co- company is called. It's got like an actual Polish name, but it translates roughly to Five Elements. They launched this Witcher LARPing school. Yes, I, LARPing. That's what the school was. <laughs> so, you can imagine it was probably mostly adults. Uh, they right. launched it back in 2015, conducting 40 events over seven years with around 3,000 participants each event. So pretty big. They, they, they had some pretty big numbers. Well, back in February, co-founders Dominic and Dustin Warzniak, War, 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 <laughs> they announced in a lengthy Facebook post that CD Projekt Red had revoked their Witcher license. The two claim that the reason is due to Dastin's wife, Anya, and her ties to Ordo Loris, which is a pretty bigoted Catholic, bigoted Catholic anti-abortion organization that has for years attempted to quash the rights of both women and the LGBTQ plus community. It's, it's not good. <laughs> this is, there's a lot going into this. <laughs> yeah, a lot going, a lot going into this. CD Projekt Red, however, did not comment on whether Anya's involvement with Ordo Loris was the reason for removing the license. Instead, citing merchandising, quote, in February, we decided to end our cooperation with the organizers of Witcher School. Now the contractual notice of period three months has ended. For more context, this cooperation was with about the LARP itself and potential merchandise tied to it. We do not provide further details on the matter. And that's what they said. 
Uh, Five Elements has said since then that they will be moving ahead without the Witcher brand just to create their own fantasy world for LARPing events. <laughs> that seems almost better, I feel like. Just like keep doing whatever you're doing, but just separate from like the the branding, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> it just feels like it's complicating things. Yeah, it's complicating a lot of things. But yeah, that's uh, that's the headline of the week. Pretty I did first I, we learned we, we got to learn something. We learned that there was a Witcher school, which I, is crazy to even think that there that was a thing. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Would you attend, Tony? Uh, uh, I'm not into LARPing, so no. Yeah, that's a hard sell for me. <laughs> I want to know if what their like facility looks like, if they even have like a facility, or if they're just like out the back of like one of their house offices to like as like an HQ, and they just right. go to the park. To in my head, it is either the coolest thing of all time or the lamest thing of all time, and there's no between. Yeah, you it's know what? That's <laughs> that's that's a very a very good statement to have on this. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> very much so uh but yeah that's our headline of the week uh, we might get an update on this to see what they're doing and what they do instead but for now that's the situation but to see what else happened this past week it's time for us to dive into the week in review covering news from the world of video games tcg and board games this is the week in review and looking at some of the games that came out this past week, we had KO the Kangaroo, the brand new action <laughs> platformer game, uh, and a brand and a revival of the KO series. How, is this the first one since like? Because I played KO when I was like very very little, like probably '90s still. I don't know if they've had like an installment somewhere in the middle, but <laughs> I know that there was like a sequel like a ko and then ko2 i don't know if there okay. was anything else beyond that but this is like the revival and actually fun fact i actually am currently downloading the game as we speak on the Ooh, playstation it's actually relatively cheap i never played the original no I never played the original okay. i'm just yeah. like yo action platformer looks pretty good <laughs> so that's what i'm doing uh we also had roller champions ubisoft's new video game that they dropped where it's uh, a roller derby game and moolander also came out moolander moolander <laughs> i don't know what it's about it just sounds I, funny. I, don't I, think, I think i think there's cows i think there's cows involved but don't quote me uh and in the world for video game news uh starting off replaced a brand new sci-fi action platformer. Well, that's been delayed to 2023 due to the ongoing Ukrainian war uh, with Russia as the studio has teams in both Belarus and Ukraine. So that game has now been delayed with uh, for obvious reasons. Rogue Games and Game Grumps, well, they're back. The developers of Dream Daddy, they're back because they have a brand new video game coming out, Homebody, a psychological horror. Ooh. Which is a great spectrum because now you can say you've you've done one end with dating a dad to now the other end of something psychologically scarring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's cool that they're making stuff still. I thought Dream Daddy was maybe like a one-off thing for them, but that's cool that they're still 
trying yeah, new it's stuff. Really, really exciting. Can't wait to see what it will entail. No Man's Sky, they're adding a brand new update. Another brand new update. It's called the Leviathan update. Giant space whales. <laughs> That's what's getting added. They're also adding a bunch of other things, but the big thing that people are excited for is space whales. Makes sense. I would be too. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2, they've started their brand new season, Season of the Haunted. Uh, I'm sure our Destiny Insider Jackson will probably... I might make me have him do, get a report of it for next week or for episode 100, which is in two weeks from now. Pokemon Go news. Ultra Beasts. Those are finally getting added into the game. Uh, so the game is almost almost has every Pokemon in the game now for you to catch in uh, Pokemon Go, which is very big. I'm still three Pokemon away from completing my Pokemon Home Living decks. <laughs> nice. You still play? I still play. I, I don't play Go, but I do play uh, all the other ones. And thank God they finally made Legends Arceus and BDSP Home accessible. Because now I only need three. <laughs> Big messy story that's involving a lawsuit. A former Los Angeles World Airport police officer... Evan Baltiera, he's been arrested for allegedly stalking and harassing a World of Warcraft streamer. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So the streamer being harassed goes by Nally, and she's uh, alleged. this has been allegedly happening since 2020. We have to use the word allegedly because it's ongoing in court right now. Uh, Baltiera was also a mod for her. And when they met in person in 2019, she removed him as a mod. Which could Classic. only be one thing. He was probably giving <laughs> off some major creepy vibes. Yeah. I feel like I've maybe heard similar stories before. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. uh, on March 22nd, the FBI searched Baltierra's home and found many, in quotation marks, saved photoshopped nudes of the streamer, as well as evidence that he owned the email addresses from which a number of harassing messages had originated. Uh, as for a sentence, he faces a five-year maximum sentence if he is convicted. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just creeps, man. Uh, in Sims 4 news, uh, Sims 4 has added new custom pronouns. So you can now, instead of just having he, her, she, they, you can make your own custom ones as well. Which means it's obviously going to get abused by some people and attack helicopter will become a viable option for <laughs> uh, pronouns. <laughs> I love that that's where your mind goes. <laughs> I mean, it's the second I think of like customizable pronouns, like it goes to the meme of attack helicopter. Well, I guess like, is it truly like, customizable like you can just make it anything or they're just adding more options there uh so it's it's customizable i took a look at it so like they have all they added more options but there's also you can customize your pronouns okay. i believe you can put in your own yeah so, that's that's definitely gonna get abused for sure yes absolutely looking at the chat right now tc i finally get to have a toaster family exactly nice. exactly <laughs> uh speaking of toasters uh what do you think of toaster reveals Toaster. Oh, I saw Mikey do a toaster reveal uh, on his stream the other day. 
He's a Sonic toaster. <laughs> and he just put it next to his computer. <laughs> Both, uh, I don't know what, what started, I think it was M that started the meme of it, where if someone gifted X amount of subs, he showed his toaster. And then Don put a challenge in, and I helped push that over the edge, so Don had to reveal his toaster. And then Mikey okay. did the toaster reveal as well. And Mikey <laughs> has the coolest toaster of everybody, honestly. The Sonic toaster, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he has a toaster worth revealing, which is like already like above like more to than expected, I feel like, when it comes <laughs> to toaster reveal. And Mikey in the chat laughing. Yes. Best <laughs> toaster. So hype about this topic. It's great. It's great. And hey, I didn't you know realize what? this was the thing that multiple people are doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to make it official. 250 subs for Tony's Game Lounge. I will reveal my toaster. Oh, my God, guys. We have there to get it go. right now. Before this episode <laughs> ends, at least. You can't leave me hanging. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to some headlines. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That will arrive in October. Uh, the new modern version of the game will have a bigger reveal trailer coming June 8th, right before Summer Games Fest. Wait, did you just say Modern Warfare 2 is coming Modern out? Warfare 2. What year is it? This, so, remember how they remade Modern Warfare 1? Uh, like, I didn't know remade, that, but... remade? Like, they, they're remaking, remaking Modern Warfare 2. Oh, Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's coming. So if you look forward, look forward or don't look forward to that. Uh, trailer comes out June 8th. Lord of the Rings Gollum, that now has a release date, September 1st for Xboxes, Playstations, and of course, PC. In weird crossover news that I'm all for, Rainbow Six Siege, they're getting a Yakuza crossover. Really? Kiryu and Sayamuf, uh, the main detective in uh, Kiwami 2, are being added as skins for Echo and Hibana, respectively. And Echo will also be receiving a second Yakuza skin as Goro Majima uh, later on during the brand new Season 7, which starts in July. <laughs> nice. That sounds pretty cool. So I'm excited for that. Now I can play as Kiryu and actually kill people. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Pac-Man! They got some news. They had a brand new theme song that Bandai Namco commissioned and put on their official YouTube for his 42nd birthday. His song, song, song is called We Are Pac-Man. So, happy birthday, Pac-Man. I hope it's like like a, a thrash metal song or something. It's <laughs> really... Uh, Sadly, break no. my expectations. Sadly, no. It is very pop, uphearted beat type song. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Your weekly Fortnite news: Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh my God! They got Obi Wan now. They too. got Obi Wan now. Yeah. So now you can have the high ground in Fortnite. Did they have Naruto characters in Fortnite yet? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they do. Oh my! They just have everything, man. How can I not play? <laughs> They have it all. <laughs> they have it all. It is the crossover event of the millennia. Yeah. Hideo Kojima. It's official, thanks to Norman Reedus, because they're working they are now in either pre or production for Death Stranding 2. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> and th- yeah, it's thanks to Norman Reedus that we know this as he uh, said that in an interview that he's like, yeah, we're, we're currently working on the follow-up for Death Stranding. And I'm like, oh, great. Time to get our minds fucked once more. <laughs> so we'll either look forward or don't look forward to that depending on how you feel about Death Stranding. But you you, you can't deny Hideo Kojima no, is, has a way with cinema and video games. The Marvel MMO project at Daybreak has been officially canceled. Daybreak is a studio that uh, has worked on uh, DC Universe Online. Um, so no Marvel MMO, sadly. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, heartbroken. Is <laughs> of Steam Deck news. Final Fantasy XIV is now operational on the Steam Deck. <laughs> so now you can play the world's... Well, not the world's biggest, but one of the biggest... MMORPGs ever on the, on the go. Feels like the Steam Deck can do like almost anything. <laughs> like there's someone in my chat who's just like constantly just talking about what games they've got running on the Steam Deck. I'm like, what can't you play on this thing? A lot. Yeah. Uh, in Minecraft news, Minecraft creator Chris Dacal, he recreated Van Gogh's Starry Night. In Minecraft, and not like a not like a one to one pixel reimagined. Like, what if the what if the painting Starry Night was three D and in Minecraft? And it is Ooh. really cool. That does sound really cool. That's what I thought when you said that. I was like, he just made the painting, but no, it's like a whole world, I guess. Like a whole like a whole little small little exhibit type thing. It's really cool, cool looking. Uh, also, look at that chat real quick, TC. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV was already operational on the Steam Deck. Gaben was playing it before release. Okay, well, it's out now. It's on the Steam Deck now. It's one of those things. It's it's on the Steam Deck now. They they wrote a news story about it this week. So, there. Um, hey, also, the Mario Strikers Battle League demo, that is out right now. Um, so, if you want to get some early playing of Battle League, you can play that the demo right now. And they have confirmed that there will be some future free updates adding more characters and stuff to the game wow that (laughs) that's a step up i guess than just releasing the game and then abandoning it immediately so that's good and lastly playstation they're having a state of play next week june 2nd uh 3 p.m 3 p.m pacific 4 p.m mountain 5 p.m eastern look forward to that we'll be covering that next week so you'll get to hear everything that was announced in next week's episode of the podcast. In the world of Pokemon, or TCG news, Pokemon news, Pokemon Go, we know that they're going to be having some TCG sets released starting July 1st. Uh, the other waves will then hit the 15th of July, August 5th, and August 26th. Astral Radiance, the newest Pokemon TCG set, well, that's out right now. It actually came out today, if you're watching this podcast live. It is out right now. It came out today, and hopefully you got your pre-orders in, or you got lucky at your local Walmart before the hordes of people trampled you to death to get them, because that's what people do for Pokemon cards nowadays. (laughs) I believe it. And uh, if you like the mobile games, Pokemon TCG Live is now available in Canada and Mexico for another limited-time beta. So get on that, because that game's been delayed quite a bit in some Yu-Gi-Oh news uh starting off with our master duel update of the week 
Uh, not much. The new season is coming up soon, but they did add a new solo gate uh, for six samurai cards. So if you like six sams, hey, now's your chance to play some for free with uh, the loaner decks they give you. Uh, as for TCG releases in Yu-Gi-Oh! Tactical Masters comes June 10th. Legendary Duelist Season 3 on the 22nd of July. Power of the Elements August 5th. And Structured Deck Legend of the Crystal Beasts on August 18th. In Magic the Gathering news, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. That's set for June 10th for a release date as the next D&D crossover set with Magic the Gathering. And in board game news, Catan Dawn of the Humankind. A forthcoming standalone reboot of Settlers of the Stone Age. That's coming out October 1st. And D&D Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. That has been delayed for a month now. It will now release July 19th. That is the new campaign book that is featuring only uh, artists and uh, novelists who are of color. Uh, so really cool. Sad that it's getting delayed a month, but it's just because of some publication issues uh, that they're having like locally within like the production facility. I think it is what it was. But that is everything that happened uh, with the week in review. Any final thoughts on any of those, Joey? Um, I hope people don't get trampled for Pokemon cards. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Stay safe in your Walmarts, kids. Yeah, for sure. As for uh, what's coming out next week, it's time for us to now look ahead and figure out what should be on your radar from May 30th to June 3rd. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, starting off, no games on the Monday, but on Tuesday, SnowRunner comes to the PS5 and Series X. Insomnus Enhanced Version comes to the PS5. And The Last Taxi comes to VR. The Last Taxi? <laughs> the Last Taxi. I think it's a horror game. Oh, okay. Interesting. My mind went to crazy taxi. Sad, like, yeah, sadly, no. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio are supposedly having reboots being worked on at Sega. Really? That would be really cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, on Wednesday, Silt comes out on everything. And Samurai Riot's Definitive Edition comes out on the PC and Switch. And on Thursday... Card Shark comes to the Switch and PC. Diablo Immortal makes its way to mobile devices. Gigapocalypse comes to the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Soldiers, it's a pun of how it's spelled. It's spelled S-O-U-L instead of S-O-L. That comes out on everything. And Empire Dukes of the Far Frontier comes out on the PC. And that's everything coming out this week. Pretty slow week. But we are approaching, I guess, the summer months. Which is when E3 would be, but I guess now it's just some, uh, Summer Games Fest. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty much just looking forward to Battle League as far as like games coming out. Yeah, that's the big one for June. Not much else is coming out in June, I believe. That's like the big, big one that's coming out. I hope it's uh, good. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I honestly I have no idea. Too. I hope it's good too. I liked the original Strikers and uh, Charged on the Wii. Yeah. They were good games. They were. Uh, as for uh, this week, though, Card Shark, that's a pretty big indie game that's coming out this week. Uh, keep your eye on that one. If you are into indie games, that is a good one to keep an eye out for. I believe it was showing off 
a few indie world showcases ago. Not the previous one, but the one before that. Diablo, uh, looking at the chat real quick. Diablo Immortal, the April Fool's joke that wasn't a joke. Yeah. Anyway, with that, it's time for us to now jump into our main topics of the week. It's time to t see what we're discussing this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And to start it off, uh, we're talking some speed events. Two in particular, but we're going to start off with the bigger one, just in size. Right. <laughs> GDQ 2022. Or SGDQ 2022. Yeah. Um, coming up first live one since i think like 2019 or no no maybe like early 2020 there was a live event yeah but it's the first main gdq that uh is back in person since covid did start yeah that's super hype and it's gonna be the first one that i'm going to um, nice in person yeah i'm looking forward to that um who are I, you I guess, hoping to see at the event? Do you have any plans with anybody else that you know is going already? Or Yep, so it's going to be my first time meeting a bunch of speedrunning friends and like Sonic people. Um, I've already got a room booked with Freezy Pop, so we're going to be rooming together for that. I'm super excited to meet him. He's always been a, a homie. Um, and then... Pretty much anybody else that from the Sonic speedrun community that's going. I know a lot of like Sadix runners are um, getting an Airbnb together, so I'll probably see a lot of them. Um, people like Aura Ace and Drywall. I'm looking forward to meeting just a bunch of Sonic people. <laughs> that's like mostly the reason I'm going. It's just to meet people, but um, also I'm. I'm going to try and see some of these runs in person. A lot of them look pretty cool. Which ones are you looking forward to the most uh, this year? I'm going to be showing up on Thursday. So like the last three days I'll be there. Um, the ones that look the most interesting are like Metroid Dread, which I actually haven't seen a run of yet. I really enjoyed the game. I've never seen a speed run of it, but I'm sure it's insane. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can only I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of like sequence breaks and stuff in that one. Um, and then it looks like there's a a Wind Waker all dungeons run by Gymnast. That'll be really cool. Elden Ring is um, looks like that's the last run of the marathon. Actually, that'll be oh, pretty they're cool. ending with Elden Ring. Yeah, that's a pretty good choice, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I so. It's it's, it's definitely. I feel like I feel like it's already good. People people have already accepted it's going to win game of the year this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So have you I think played it with a game. I have. I'm no. I'm not going to play it. No. I <laughs> tried my hand at the Soulsborne games, and uh, I they're not for. Me. I am not patient enough for them. I'm not good at it. For oh no, I'm, I'm, I was average with Bloodborne. And by average, I mean I stood a small chance and then died, and I don't have the patience right. for how many times <laughs> I died back to back to back. So not touching yeah, Elden Ring. They're pretty rough. 
for sure. I I somehow managed to get through Dark Souls one, but it was it was a struggle at times. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. just not for me. For sure, yeah. A uh, big thing regarding GDQ this year is kind of the lack of a Sonic block and just Sonic overall within the Sonic block. That's right. I w- I remembered. I, I was going to bring that up and then I forgot. <laughs> so thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's a little disappointing on the Sonic end of things. Um, like full, we're getting four games. Yeah, and one of them I think. So I believe the games are um, we're getting Generations 3DS. Yes, which, that is confirmed Sonic. Yeah, that, yeah, um, and then we're getting we're getting Knuckles Chaotix. I think Knuckles Chaotix, no Sonic. No, yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting no Sonic Gamma Gamma Story, no Sonic. Only Gamma Story. That's the only 3D Sonic in the run. Or the it's going to be a great run though, considering it'll be done by KD4. For sure, yeah. That's and then we're getting cool. uh, Curry Master doing uh, Sonic Advance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. remember which Sonic Advance, but Partial Sonic, I believe, unless it's um, the I believe it's Sonic Advance Two because I think it's like they're using Cream or somebody else. But don't quote me on that <laughs> one. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a little disappointing the the lack of 3D Sonic. Um, I know a lot of us submitted, and I think one of the runs that I really wanted to get in was um, a Sadix All Story Relay. So like it would be, I guess, seven different runners doing each story, and I thought that would have been perfect because like even though it's all stories, it's like just over an hour long. Like it's not that long of a run. Yeah, it's not it's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. But I alas, guess they didn't alas, want it. GDQ, I don't know. Alas, GDQ thinks Mario is faster than Sonic now. Right, yeah. When, I guess there are always... facts, but, um, <laughs> but there are facts that clearly that he's not the case. Right. <laughs> Unless you're playing Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, and you're playing as Mario going up against an AI Sonic, in which somehow Mario is faster than Sonic for like the running events, sure. Uh, Sonic's just sandbagging, probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess there's always next time. You know, hopefully we'll get more Sonic next time. But yeah, no SA2, no heroes. <sighs> Feels bad. Feels <laughs> very bad. That is for sure. Uh, anything else about GDQ you wanted to add? Um, not really. I'm. I'm excited to talk about it after it's done. I, I honestly don't really know what to expect with it being my first one, but I'm sure once it's done, I'll have plenty of things to say. <laughs> I'm just I'm excited. Sure a lot of people will. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, before GDQ happens, we have another big event actually happening, I believe, right now. If not, um, it's starting tomorrow. Yep, starting uh, tomorrow. Okay, they starting tomorrow. And that is, uh, we covered it last year, the Sonic Adventure 2 Hero Story Tournament. Uh, usually the bigger of the two main tournaments uh, for Sonic Adventure 2, as there mm-hmm. is a hero and a dark tourney. But the hero tourney always gets the bigger turnout just because there are more hero runners than there are dark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, we kind of are like one of the only places that talk about this event. 
It's true. Not, we Tony's Game Lounge has the exclusive for you. And uh, just want to go quickly go over uh, everybody participating via who who's in what pool this this uh, time around, and uh, what you can expect. So starting off Group A, you have Don, Don SR, Epic Frog Skater, The Prophet, and Yanomatics. In Group B, you got President Aura himself, Deku SR, Drum Basher, and ID Geek. Group C, Silent Motorboat, Emerald. JW13 and Flubbler. And group group D, Katie 4 is coming in this year. She's coming in hot. Oh man. <laughs> uh, you got also got Shining Face, Ninja Frog and Tethys in group D as well. Over in group E, you got Seahawks, The Superior, Nug Runner 96 and Papa Bear. In group F, you got Hedera, Hugachaka, Jazz and The Useless. In Group G, Liam Dunn, Drywall, AF Wagers, and Apple Jucifer. In Group H, you got Alpha Dolphin, Bloog, Mayzeno, and Zane. And, in and then you got the four six-person pools. In Group I, you got Trans Gods, Scube Master, Iona Rose, Prahaha, Refrag, and The Mimic. In Group J... You got Free Fall himself sitting right beside me, <laughs> virtually, of course. Uh, KPL389, Gus X Clamadier, Sword Killer, Money Matt, and Google Cheese. Group K, you got Maddox, Maddox, Maddie XD153, Odd Me, DRX Vector, It's Champo, I Like Eggs, and Yatogami. And in Group L, you got Avi Khalif. Avi Ka Avi I don't Kalia? know how to say it either. <laughs> uh, you got Hex. You got Big Mikey. You got Salty Clown. You got Divu, and you got Ch Chuskins. <laughs> Those are all the runners that are participating this year. There's a lot more runners than last year. So many. Yeah. It's so it's many. Insane. It's a lot. It's, a, it's crazy, and it's going to be hype. Pool rounds start tomorrow, and they go on for, I believe, a week or two before they get the brackets. And, mm -hmm. and then it is uh, a double elimination bracket where if you lose in winners, you go to losers. Uh, and then uh, it'll be whoever, then it'll be winners champ versus losers champ in the finals, which will be interesting to say the least because last year, finals last year between Don and Aura were crazy. For sure, yeah. I think Aura's been in grand finals of all three of them. I, I think... The first time he he lost to Coempathy, and then the second time he won, and now this is the third one, right? Not the second this, one. I, I don't actually. I would assume this is. A, I don't actually know how many of these there have been, just because of like I guess how new I am to the SA2 community. Only really finding it back when COVID started. Yeah, yeah. I think Aura's been in grand finals of both, and he won the last one. He so. did win last one. He beat Don. After taking it to game five, after coming, essentially he came back after a 2-0 deficit in the best of five. That's so hype. <laughs> or no, it was a 2-1 a deficit because, oh God, I don't even remember how they did it. But like Don, Don basically like had it and then Aura tied it up. Oh yeah, it was a 2-1 because Aura was in winners and had beaten Don before. And mm -hmm. so that's what made it 2-1. It was like 1-0. 
Dawn then takes the lead 2-1, only needed to win one more, but then Aura took the, the fourth game, and then the fifth game, they were neck and neck up until I think it was Crazy Gadget. That's crazy. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It was crazy how close it got. Um, but what are your – so now that we've gotten everybody here, what made you decide to enter this tournament? Oh, man. You're <laughs> primarily a Sonic Hero speedrunner, so what was the decision there? Yeah, so um, SA2 I actually ran a while ago. Like, I, I probably – ran that game before I ever really started Heroes. Um, this was years ago. And then I got my time down to a mid-27, which is, like, pretty decent. It's, it's nothing to write home about, but it's, like, a pretty decent time. I didn't really play the game after that. And, like, the first two Hero Story tournaments I had heard about, and I decided not to enter because, like, I had it played for a really long time. And then for this last one, I've kind of been getting to know the SA2 community a little better just because um, they've kind of um, started watching my stream and coming in a lot and being regulars there. And one of them, Mikey Cool Money, who I don't know if he's been on this show before, but we have not gotten uh, Michael Cool Dollar Sign. (laughs) Yeah. But he hit me up. He's like, yo, we're trying to... We have a 56 entrant cap this year for Hero Story Tournament. And it'd be cool if you could join it. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I can come back and give it a try. Um, So I'm back on the grind and playing it again. And it is so difficult. (laughs) (laughs) It is such a hard game, dude. <laughs> Have you brought um, down your personal best uh, at all during this uh, training time? So I made D-Rust splits, which basically is just like, instead of using my old PB splits from like 2019 and being like behind by 10 minutes, I'm just going to make a new set of splits compared to that and then kind of track my progress using that. And I've gotten it very close to PB, which honestly is... It's pretty good. Um, I wasn't expecting to get as close as I have. Um, but no real PB yet. I, I feel the potential is there because um, I'm doing... Now I'm doing Crazy Gadget Skip Skip, which is where you like clip out of bounds and dodge these two kill planes and then fly all the way to the goal ring, which I wasn't doing before. That saves like 30, I think. Um, it saves quite a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. So I'm doing that now. So a real PB is probably um, on its way. I just have to keep uh, doing runs. I think, like, the main concern I have is just um, I really wanted to be able to confidently complete a run in a tournament setting, obviously, because that's what I'm going to have to do like five times at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I'm kind of learning that like the game, it's very easy to get caught or like stuck on one particular trick for like minutes at a time. <laughs> like um, there's a clip in Eternal Engine with the boxes called Bofa. Bofa. Yep. And um 
And you Sometimes know, and you know that people are going to be hyping up when they hit the Quan this year. They hit the Quan. <laughs> Especially yeah. because Hit the Quan was invented last year during the Hero Story Tournament. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that's where that when, came from. That's <laughs> when Wagers went out partying and uh, posted him dancing on Twitter, which became the Quan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but it's like skips like that that I'm just a little worried about because sometimes you miss it once, you're like, all right, I'll go for it again. You miss it twice, you're like, oh my God, did I just forget how to do this in front of like all the people, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried about that, but I think I've, I've been working pretty hard at de-rusting and i've done all that i can to like prepare so whatever happens is gonna happen you know Mm -hmm, definitely how are you how do you feel you're gonna do within your pool um it's hard to say i i haven't really watched um some of these other runners in my pool I'm, i'm familiar with them now just because um we had to like schedule all the matches out and stuff um but I haven't seen like Google Cheese, Sword Killer, um, Gus. Like I, I, I haven't seen any of their streams or how they do. But I guess I'm just kind of trusting the seating to be <laughs> accurate. You know, I think certainly if my runs are good, I could probably even sweep my pool. But I'm not sure. Um, that would require a lot of good luck. I think. <laughs> how are you? How are you um, feeling with hunting? That's Hunting, usually a, a big one within the tournaments. Yeah. Actually, if there's one aspect of the game I feel even better at than I was years ago, it's probably hunting just because there's so much like knowledge that goes into it. And I think I've gotten a lot of help from um, really good runners on it since I've come back. And they've kind of told me stuff that I had no idea about years ago, you know. So I feel pretty good about hunting, actually. Um, I just need the RNG to line up, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What predictions do you have for the tournament overall? I would like to hear yours before I uh, give the game lounge hot take. <laughs> okay. Um, overall, I mean, I think Katie is just an absolute monster at the game. Like, it's kind of hard for me to see her not just uh taking it all um but you definitely have some contenders in there like i think anything could happen in a game like this like lead changes are like almost inevitable if you have like hunting stages and all these skips that you have to hit you know like anything can happen so it's not i don't think it's free for katie i think maybe someone like dawn dawn's been grinding a lot I could see him taking it. I could see um, Aura obviously has the skill to do it. I'm also just curious, like how some of like the mid pools are gonna go too. A lot of a lot of SA2 to be watched this next. It'll, it'll week. be a lot <laughs> if you are a fan of SA2. It'll be a lot to take in. Book the week off. Just just <laughs> go all in. With this, uh, you know that they're going to put on a great show. Um, we do also know that friend of the podcast, Static, will be 
commentating on some of the rounds as well. So you will also get your dose of Savic Flames in there for sure. <laughs> yep. And then also, I want to shout out, I think Big Mikey's still in the chat. Uh, he is also in lower pools with me. And he he hadn't even ran the game before <laughs> joining. Like he, he just joined the tournament and is like, yeah, sure, I'll learn the game. And so he's been definitely on the grind. And I'm excited to see how he does as well. Uh, well, it's now time for the Tony's hot takes. Uh, they're <laughs> hot because they could be very right or very wrong. Who knows? Let's hear it. We're actually we're going to start up in the bottom pools where I really only have one point to bring up, and that is about Hex speedruns. You know <laughs> that he'll be doing Hex skip every chance he gets. Oh, you so, think so? <laughs> I think so. He did it last year. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am expecting at least a minimum of five hex skips. <laughs> you know, I just learned what that is uh, yesterday. It's, it's a hard <laughs> skip. It saves barely any time over skate snake skip. But, you know, you do it to flex. It's a swag strat, yeah. That is what, that's my only prediction for bottom pools. Honestly, I can see them going either way. I feel like, though, hex and possibly Mikey and, and of course, you doing well and making it to the bracket round. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it would also be good because I feel like of all the of the bottom of, of like the uh, the bottom pools, you're here doing offline runs and lurking. A thanks. That's from Mikey. <laughs> nice. uh, I feel like of like the just the names as me, a casual Sonic speedrunner. Your three, your guys' names are the ones I recognize the most. So I feel like it would just help bring more of a crowd there to It'd the events. Yeah. It would be hype. Um, as for people, though, to keep an eye out for, I know I've seen Odd Me and Money Matt in M's chat a lot. So those are maybe two names to also keep it, possibly keep an eye out for. Well, Odd Me is, uh, he, he's the guy who does like the, 30 hour Mario runs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where it, well, it's shit. Like okay. 120 and 64, 120 and Sunshine. Um, oh, the full, like Galaxy. the full, like the 600 star runs, like those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Odby's got that endurance then. Odby's got <laughs> stamina. He's ready to go. He, he can play SA2 for a half hour tops. He's got that <laughs> stamina. <laughs> exactly. Uh, looking at mid pools. Uh, I'm always excited to see what wagers is gonna pull. Uh, I know he's been. We know he's been practicing. Um, mm -hmm. so we all we can do is hope we don't see an AF Chambers moment. <laughs> One person who I do want to bring up, who is definitely someone you should keep an eye on, is May. Because mm -hmm. May, she's been moving up. Like when you see SA two, just like throughout the week, you'll usually find May there. I would yeah. not be surprised if May goes far in this. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I, I see her. Whenever I check the directory, she's usually there. So it's so it would May be is definitely cool to see a payoff. May is definitely one to keep an eye out for. And of course, with top, you have a top three contention with Don, Aura, and Katie because those three are basically three the the three top runners who are active. Mm -hmm. Like still within this game um my only worry is i don't know if don can do what he pulled off last year 
just with just because of even though he has been practicing i don't think he's been practicing as much as he used to just because of his brand new job that he got so that's my only worry about don otherwise i feel like those three keep an eye out for um i would love to see an emerald dawn rematch with somewhere within bracket because you know that those two they're best friends best rivals they're the yugi and joey of this <laughs> tournament and of course uh another thing to bring up uh there is no sign of uh stellar this year uh stellar of course she did have the power of god and anime on her side in the last tournament uh which <laughs> as she got through and i believe it's it was she lost to dawn is how it went uh but she she did amazing um ninja frog i believe he has his controller fixed again uh so it, keep an eye on always always rooted for our boy ninja frog he is a ninja he is a frog insert random <laughs> letters here help nice. me ah <laughs> yeah i also i'm very curious to see how deku does mm -hmm. deku i, I noticed that he is in the like the top end of you said group b i think group b yep yeah yeah i think i i know how insane that guy is that pretty much any game he plays um oh yeah <laughs> on so, top of like all the mod work that he does as well yeah mm -hmm. so, so really crazy to see hopefully another thing i would like to see i don't know if it'll happen in bracket but of course a battle of the frogs ninja frog Ooh, and epic frog skater we did cool. get to see like a grudge match last tournament but hopefully we can actually see it on the bracket this year but again that's who knows if we'll actually get that or not <laughs> And the other question will be, will we actually get grudge matches again? Like little exhibition matches, like in between the time it takes for the actual bracket to come out and by the time pools are done. I, I don't actually so. know. I would That'd like to see cool. that though. I feel like we could see some really cool, like we could see the rematch of the Battle of the Frogs. Hell, even I believe like, I believe like you can also get people who aren't on the, in this, in the, some grudge matches as well. So it'll be cool to see uh with that is there anything else you want to add about the hero story tournament i believe the twitch link for that is sacer or it's like twitch.tv slash sacer events yes sonic adventure era speed running events that's what sacer stands for yep um so keep an eye out for the tournament it's going to be starting tomorrow and it's going to be, I believe, pools are about a week long, and then bracket uh, starts after that. So, what are your matches? When can we see you? I should ask that. When are your matches? <laughs> yeah, um, mine. So I'm not going to be starting right away because I'm going to be busy this weekend. But then Monday night, I believe I have either. I, I believe it's two races on Monday, and then um, a race on Tuesday. And then I don't remember, <laughs> but it's like throughout the next week will be my races. Alrighty, um, and of course you can find out all that information uh, in the Sonic uh, Adventure Two Discord as well. And if you also head to S A E S R, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the Twitch channel, you'll find it. It'll, it'll <laughs> you'll know the one that if we're talking about. If you look about. hard enough, you will find you it. You will guaranteed. find it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, then you will be able to find those 
and root on your favorite runners. It's cool though. I've, I'm excited to be part of something like this. I, I, I've never been in like a speedrunning tournament before, so I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, I've definitely we have. Um, I don't want to say in the works, but there are talks of some sort of heroes tournament um, in the future, and we definitely <laughs> want to do something like that. So, I think it'll be if this format works, which it's the third installment of it, so obviously it it does. <laughs> um, I think it'd be cool to see it with more games and just become more of like a regular thing that the speedrunning community does because it's really cool to just bring all the runners together and kind of like have an event like this for people to look forward to. Definitely. It definitely is. All right. With that, then it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day, which is persona three. Yeah. Um, so last time I figured, uh, I talked long enough about heroes. <laughs> um, so I was like, what can I talk about? That's not like speedrunning related. And um, it's persona three, which is the game I've been playing outside of runs. And I figured that um, I think you have some experience with persona, so right? You I have them? experience in persona. I, here's my experience with persona. I know I played I played Persona 5 Royal front to back. Phenomenal game. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I also uh, ha have been... I started playing Persona 4 Golden, but I kind of put that on hold. I'm going to go back to it eventually. And then I've played all three dancing games and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, and I've watched the Persona 4 and 5 anime, and I've also watched the Persona 3... Uh, the four Persona 3 anime movies. Nice. So you that know like, my, the plot. I, I know the plot. I know the basic yeah. plot of Persona 3. So we are going to talk spoilers. So I, some small spoilers, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not terribly far into the game, but I do know some things. Yeah. So how just how, how far are you in the game? I, get, I feel like we should start with that just to figure out whereabouts we can talk of this game. Yeah. So I, I just finished the part where... Um, you rescue Fuka from Tartarus. She like ends up there. Oh, wow, that's there. okay. So that's still relatively early on in the game. That's like, mm -hmm. what, the second main plot point, I guess? Or second second batch of Arcana bosses? <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I've put probably like... 15 hours into it or something okay. like that. Um, the, most, like, the most recent boss Arcana you fought were like number three and number four? yeah that sounds right okay yeah yeah, yeah. so that's where okay that's, but, so that's where we are that's okay so that's still pretty early on so we're not diving into too much spoiler territory here though. right but it is my very first persona game um i i haven't played any of them this was the one that i decided so to start what with. version of three are you playing i should ask that as well i'm playing persona 3 fes on the ps2 it's funny because um, the reason I got that version was because years ago, I I literally just Googled what Persona game should I start with if I'm like trying to get into it. And then somebody said, you should start with uh, 3FES. It's like a really good version of the game. I'm like, cool. And now I finally get around to playing it. And then a bunch of people come in and are like, why on earth would you start with this game? <laughs> and I'm like, sounds well, here, about here, Here's right. the thing. Here's the thing. 
you're ex- are, are you planning to play persona 4 and 5 eventually at like after yeah. 3 yeah yeah Here, here's the thing i can say about this your your gameplay is going to get so much better for you nice <laughs> like with like one of the big things like i have i've struggled with with 4 is like definitely like the gameplay because it's definitely not as clean as 5 is and that's just because of the age difference of the games yeah so i can only imagine how clunky <laughs> at times 3 can get yeah it seems like that's funny cuz there's a lot of like mechanics and just things about the game that i've just kind of taken at face value i'm like okay like this is how the game works makes sense and then people are like got it it's it used to be so bad back then like it's so clunky and like you can't control your characters i'm like i don't know i i think i in a way picked like the perfect game to start with because i don't have any sort of expectations about that kind of stuff at all so if i can get used to this game and then finish it and then move on to the others and they're just all that much better then i don't see that as a bad thing necessarily what's your thought on the story and the characters so far um the characters are all really cool um my favorite is probably Mitsuru of the ones that I know. Fuka's cool too. I like just added her to the party, like I said. Um, but Mitsuru is probably my favorite, just like visually. I think she's really cool looking. Um, and uh, you said characters, and then what exactly? The story. The story. Um, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I, I feel like uh, the story, more or less, is the kind of the same across all the games. I don't know if that's true, but just like the idea that at nighttime people get trapped in coffins, and then there's these monsters that show up, and you travel through like these labyrinths. Like I think that's pretty consistent through all the games, right? The the shadows being the monsters showing up, that's consistent. <laughs> How they show up uh though, that that's uh that varies. Okay. That varies per Makes sense. game. Like yeah. I mean it's not really a spoiler, but like uh in four you're you're going into a television. Oh. And in five and in five you're entering via your cell phone. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little different. It's a little different each time. And like, there's also like how, like the specific uh, qualifications that need to be met in order to get mm. there are different as well. But again, when you get to those, I don't want to spoil too much for you for those. Cause those are games, especially five. Cause five is, I think five is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually what the pop, what the persona populace has deemed or usually what the meme is, is five is the best gameplay-wise, right. four is the best cast of characters, and three is the best story. Interesting. Okay, so they all have their kind of... And they also then. agree... Also, They also all agree that the post-game story called, I think it's The Answer, is garbage. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But you should definitely play it, because, <laughs> you know, it answers a lot of things after three. Okay. Yeah, is it... Do you know if it's long or if it's? Uh, it's not. It's not very long, from what I know. 
of it. Okay. Again, three is like the game I know the least amount about. Yeah. Like while I have watched the movies for it, I, they really only cover the general story. So like three is still a lot of a mystery. A lot of it's still a mystery for me of like what your free times look like, what your high school life is really mm-hmm. like and uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, no, I thought it was very interesting the first time I turned on the game. Cause it just gives you, you literally just press start and then it gives you the journey or the answer. And it's like, I just started playing. I don't know the what journey. I'm doing. <laughs> the journey is, uh, I, I, don't, can you, I don't think you can even a- access the answer without beating the journey. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I just clicked I on the journey. So. That just made yeah. sense. It was also the first option. Yeah, um, there is also like the third, like if you played Persona 3 Portable, uh, then you have, you have like, the game's like slightly condensed in some parts, but you also get the option of female protagonist. Oh, okay. Only game that done, only Persona game that's done that as well. Interesting. I would say that I see the appeal of them. Like, I think it's kind of interesting the concept of like your your progression in like the gameplay side of things. Like in Tartarus, is bound to sort of everything that happens outside of it, right? So you can only progress up to a certain point. And then it's like, all right, now you have to like let the plot kind of catch up in a way. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. It, it's almost, it reminds me of like Majora's Mask almost in a yeah. way. Per, yeah. Like, t- uh, Tartarus is, they, I mean, they kind of redo Tartarus a little bit in Persona 5 with like, as, with uh, the dungeons called like the metaverse, where you're able mm. to go in and you go down instead of like uh, you're going up. Entirely oh, go down. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you're going down instead, and uh, similar thing. Like it's blocked via progress points, where you can't do anything past a certain point until you've reached X day. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, there's a lot that happens outside of like the main plot of the game. I, I wasn't really expecting that. All the um, confidants and <laughs> befriending everybody and figuring out what yeah. people want to do and who to I hang out say, with on X days and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that at first it was kind of overwhelming, like the amount of things you can do during the day yeah. and you have to like just randomly choose. It kind of felt like, but I think one thing that I've kind of appreciated was like, they hold your hand a little bit with that stuff. Like you'll finish class the and then somebody will hit yeah. you up immediately. And you basically just say yes every time, <laughs> or at least that's what I've been doing. Like, I don't have to really think about what I'm going to do after class. Cause the game kind of just like throws it at me and I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I've been enjoying it a lot. Nice. Um, what were your thoughts on all the different personas? And what's your favorite persona so far? Ooh. Um, my favorite is probably Zochoten is his name. I think it's spelt something like that, but he's just like this lightning dude. And um, he's been resistant to like a bunch of the bosses that I've fought so far. So he's kind of been like my go-to, I guess. Nice. Um, yeah. And they're all very interesting that, that was one aspect of the game i really had to get used to was like when to make personas and like which ones to use and which spots and like 
which ones not to use in certain spots. There was one boss that used wind magic on me and he was just like totally destroying me and I couldn't figure out why. And I'm like, oh, because my persona is weak to it. I see. And like, yeah, there's like little things about the game that I've had to adjust to like that. And there's like that's that's the Shin Megami Tensei stuff because all the demons are all essentially they're like all all reused from like every Shin Megami Tensei game. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still waiting on like a persona that I think is like super cool. All of them are kind of whatever so far, but I'm sure once I get a high enough level, there'll be one where I'm like, oh, this guy's awesome, you know? <laughs> yes, I know exactly that. That was me with. Uh... Oh, okay. There's one persona I should warn you about. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it before. The persona's name is Mara or Mara. No, I don't think so. Okay, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's green. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. got. It's it's wide enough that it has wheels like a carriage on the back part of it, but its <clears throat> its head is a a different head. If you know what I mean. Really, that's a persona in the game. <laughs> yeah, just. Oh I would God. say Can Google I show it. that on Twitch? I've been I streaming mean, this playthrough, Tony. I don't it's know. the most dangerous persona to use on Twitch. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I'm i going to pretend like I didn't hear anything, and I'm just going to keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it when you see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's it's, really uh, it's, um, My final question I, that I have here. When you're done with the main games, do you plan on playing any of the spinoffs? Oh, man. I'd, I'd have to learn about them, I suppose. I don't so, really uh, the know The spinoffs much. of Persona, you have the three dancing games, Dancing in Starlight, Dancing in Moonlight, and Dancing All Night. You have the fighting game, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, which takes the cast of both Persona 3 and 4 and fight. It puts them in a fighting game. And then you have Strikers, Persona 5 Strikers, which acts as a direct sequel to Persona 5. Okay. And I'm guessing the spinoffs play very differently. Very differently. The dancing games are rhythm games. AU is <laughs> okay. a fighting game. And Strikers is a Warriors game. Oh, okay. It's a Warriors it's a war it's it's a Warriors game, but persona elements. So you actually like go through like dot your dungeons like you do in uh Persona five. Mm-hmm. But it's with like instead of it being turn based RPG it's an action-based Warriors game. Okay, I see. Yeah, out of those, I would say the fighting game sounds the most interesting. I could see myself trying that out. Is it like the a combined cast of like all yeah, the different? Yeah. So games? basically, okay. there's uh, there's it has uh, thankfully with the re- with the release of the new of re-release of P4AU. Uh, you get those stories of both Persona 4 Arena and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Mm-hmm. So you're able to get the full experience. Interesting. Yeah. I might try those out. It's probably going to be a while. Uh, like yeah. A ways away, Persona, <laughs> Persona is such a time investment. Like I threw 100 hours into Royal. Yeah. Like that's how big these games are. But yeah. they're great games. <laughs> I think I gotta like pick up the pace a little bit with three because like it's been kind of my go-to like after speedrun game that yeah. I play for like a couple hours before I end stream and I don't 
I think <laughs> having it be that is like kind of dooming me to just playing it for the next year straight. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know. I feel that. I but feel that. I'm I'm enjoying it at least. So and I'm curious about four and five, obviously. So Alrighty. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add about Persona at all before we move on to the bonus level? I think I said everything that I want to say. It's Alrighty. Yeah. In that case, then, we are moving on to the bonus level. Wacky lists, weekly reports, and a look back at video game history. Here's this week's bonus level. And to kick us off, well, of course, we got the community corner. So this is your chance, chat, because this is a live episode. You can ask me and Freefall anything you've got questions for about any video games uh, or just random meme questions because we'll take those <laughs> too. Um, while you guys get your questions in, though, we will jump into our first uh, bonus level segment, top five. Top five personas. You're asking me top five persona? If, for, because of how early you are, I would maybe <laughs> get a top three from you. Top three, okay. I'll say Zotraten, uh, Beerith. He's like a oh, yeah, fire Beerith, yeah. knight horse guy. He's yeah. cool. Um, I'm forgetting the other one that like there's like an ice guy that I use sometimes. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Oh man, yeah. I, I guess. It, it sucks that I haven't played in like a week because I would definitely remember. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been playing SA2, dude. All good, all good. Um, for me, uh, these are in no order. You got Jack Frost, the classic oh, yeah. icy boy. Mm-hmm. You got Black Frost, the darker icy boy. <laughs> you got King Frost, the biggest icy boy. Okay. Um. You got Raul. That's my fourth <laughs> one. That's a Persona 5 exclusive one. Nice. And uh, probably, probably Thanatos. Yeah, Jack Frost is like peak character design. Like, I love that little guy. I don't know anything about him, but he's it's my basically, guy. It basically became the mascot for Shin Megami Tensei and just all of Atlas's games that are RPGs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is the... Uh, the like starter persona in, in three? three yeah orpheus he's like orpheus yeah I'll, I'll put him as my third he's cool nice. looking yeah there's actually believe it or not two versions of orpheus uh thanks to persona 3 portable um depending on which uh main character you pick either the male or female orpheus gets a different design based on that Ooh, nice yeah very cool it's very cool um again uh no questions as of yet but if you have questions pop them in the chat while we wait for more questions uh we're gonna jump into this week in gaming history uh here's what happened in the past from may 23rd no it's not may 23rd to 29th from may 30th to june 5th starting off on monday 2014 nintendo releases mario kart 8 for the wii you in north america dude i remember that like it was yesterday that's crazy (laughs) uh on tuesday may 31st 1998 acclaim entertainment releases mortal kombat 4 for the playstation in north america on wednesday june 1st 1981 imagic is formed by william grubb and other former executives of mattel electronics 
and Atari with $2 million in venture capital. June 2nd, 2009, THQ releases Red Faction Guerrilla video game for the PlayStation 3 and 360 in North America. Friday, June 3rd, 1993, in Chicago, Illinois, the 1993 International Summer Consumer Electric Show is held over four days. Nintendo unveils a new configuration for the NES with top-loading cartridge slots. Price is $49.95 US, including one controller. Saturday, June 4th, 1989. At the Consumer Electronics Show in Chicago, Atari introduced the portable entertainment system, handheld video game system with color display, $149.95, including a game cartridge. And lastly, June 5th, 1978, title releases Space Invaders for In Japan. The original name was Space Monsters, created by Toshihiro Nishikado. Nice. And Where that's it all the started. gaming history, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll quickly get in the achievement and game of the week as well. The achievement of the week is in Roller Champions. Bonk! Hit the underside of the goal with an uppercut in any area match type. Arena match type. And the game of the week is going to Card Shark. And again, uh, I think we'll maybe wait like a couple of things to just kind of ramble on here. If you got any questions for the community corner, now is your chance to get them in or forever hold your breath. Ooh, here we go from Empty. Never played any of the Persona series before. Which one should I play first? Depending on what you have available, um, I feel like the one that's... It really comes down to what you have available. If you only have a PC... Persona 4, Golden. Yeah, If you that's have an old people... PlayStation 2 or a PlayStation Portable, Persona 3. If you Actually, if you have a Persona port, a PSP, you can actually get Persona 1. So if you have that, you can play Persona 1, like one of the re-enhanced like versions of it. So I would maybe start there because, you know, just start at the beginning. It's more like a Shin Megami Tensei game, the first Persona. Um, as it doesn't have like any confidants. And if you have, if you're lucky enough to like find a copy of Persona 2, Innocent Sin, or Eternal Punishment, both of those would be a great place to start if you have the old consoles. You have all the PS2 games, you think? Well, damn. Well, in that case, yeah, go for those. <laughs> start with the PS2 stuff, which I believe is all the first three Persona 1, 2, and 2. Because there are two Persona 2 games. But they go huh. in order. It's, I believe, Innocent Sin and then Eternal Punishment. The first one is on PS2? The first one is either on PS2 or PS1. I can't remember. I know it's, like, pretty old. Like, I think it's from the 90s. But... Well, yeah, but it, but it it did get, like, enhanced for PSP. Okay. I do know that. Yeah. So, uh, and then Persona 3 FES on the PS2. Uh, otherwise, if you have a PS4... Um, Persona 5 Royal. And play the, if you're playing Persona 4 or Persona 5, play the Golden or Royal versions. You just get more content. They're just better. At the very least, if you start with 3, you're not alone, because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, yeah. Pl play chronologically upwards if you can, because that'll just make your future Persona for experiences better, because gameplay just gets so much better each game. <laughs> Um, I think that's really about it. So with that, Joey, thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me back on. It was it was a treat. Yes. Where can we find you on the internet? 
Um, I stream probably around five or six nights a week over on twitch.tv slash freefallyyz, no spaces. And then that is also my Twitter handle if you want to check me out there. And those are probably the two main places you can find me at. All righty. And of course, you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter and Tony's Game Lounge everywhere else on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok. And be, nice. sure, and be sure to like and share and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, as that just helps us grow and with the algorithm and all that stuff. Please do. Uh, thanks again, dude, for coming on the podcast. It was a blast. Absolutely. Happy to do it. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with episode 99. I said this is episode 97, I think, earlier. This is episode 98. 99 is up, is next week. The season four finale, season five finale is episode 100. We'll be back next week with big boy streamer man Emerald right back here in the game lounge. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates. <laughs>